I'm Ann Hill. I'm your host every Thursday for Dream Talk Radio. Uh, today in the studio, I have a very special guest, uh, a very dear friend of mine, and a much beloved Sonoma County-based singer-songwriter. I, we we are talking today with Teresa Taduri, <laughs> who has been kind enough to bring her guitar. But mostly, we actually are going to talk about dreams and creativity and music and how those all go together to create the fabulous lifestyles of the rich and famous that we all lead. <laughs> Teresa, welcome to Dream Talk Radio. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. I have my, uh, I have my dream dog with me, <laughs> Hannah, the dream dog. And um, it, it's a, it's great to be here. I, I'm a big fan of your show. Oh, thank you. And you as well. So you know, thank it's good, you, good to be here. And your son, who had a birthday yesterday. He did have a birthday. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Bowen. The vegan vagabond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The pagan, the offspring of the... <laughs> <laughs> your pagan loins. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't live in Camp Meeker. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Go on and on about camp. Oh my God! So you well now you live in Occidental. You've lived yes. here for a few oh, years, right? Three years now. Three years from Sebastopol yeah. before then. Yeah. Yeah. And so what? Via you, LA. Via LA. Yeah, right. Yeah. So let's give people the trajectory because maybe they don't know. Like you started out. You grew up in the South Bay or in the on the peninsula. On the peninsula. Yeah. I was born in San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, and raised down the peninsula, and then moved back to San Francisco. Uh-huh. Uh, in my in my formative years, when I was, uh, fl- you know, it was during the the heyday of the of the hate. Right. And I was in my t- uh, mid teens when that started to happen. And um, a singer, I was singing then uh-huh. and writing then, and sneaking out late at night, of from course. you know, and going to rehearsals to be in rock bands. And so at fifteen, I think I opened for Nick Gravenitis here oh. at uh, at the Fillmore Auditorium. Oh wow. Yeah, for John Lee Hooker and Jimmy Reed and the Blues Project, and oh. so I was kind of thrown into that very young age. Yeah. Does Nick remember you from those days? You know, he does. He remembers me from uh, from uh, North Beach in the uh-huh. in the late '60s and early '70s, and that's when I was hanging there. Ah. and I went to Europe. And so I have a long story. So you, you <laughs> help. <laughs> Pay no attention. Yeah, pay no attention to that man with a <laughs> with a camera. Yeah. So, in some ways, it must be kind of returning back, like full circle in a certain way. Although yes. you've never lived in Sonoma County prior to no. whatever it was no, seven I had eight a, years ago. I had a short stint in Bodega Bay. Oh, in the eighties, in the early eighties, late uh, late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. uh, when we were all uh, cocaine driven and right. you know and crazy and nuts, and the friends of mine really took a top, couple of very handsome guys, rented a house on the beach, uh, just north of uh, Bodega Bay, and I spent time here th- mm-hmm. uh, on the river and then performing at the Blue mm-hmm. Heron and other oh, places. Oh, nice! That was a long time ago, yeah. and and of course. Um, a completely different uh, approach to life now. Right. <laughs> I'm really amazed that I survived myself. Well, who can afford it anyway? No, we can't afford that. I get high on nature. That's all. right. Well, you yeah. do. You live in a gorgeous spot. I do. So uh, I'm just so happy to be here because we, you and I, have had this conversation off and on, or yeah. sort. Of, it's at the sort of the the periphery of our of our conversations, mm. just about how dreams weave into our lives in all sorts of different ways. Yes. You know, it's funny because you talk about being in the full circle, coming yeah. back to Sonoma, though I hadn't lived here. You know, it's actually that. There's a, a kind of a numinous quality about my life the, over the mm. last uh, 10 years in particular. Because as you know, I got very, very sick. Into, I was living in Los Angeles and writing and performing down there. Had kind of a, yeah. a, a rather extended, energetically extended life in, in show business down there. 
Yes. But there was something in me that was, it, it was like I had my foot on the brake and the accelerator at the same time because as artists were told, we, that's where we need to go. Hollywood, right. Nashville, whatever, right. you know. And But there's such a toxicity around that whole lifestyle. Yeah. And that whole, so that the soul, it was like my soul was in conflict with my decisions mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, as a result, I think, of being in that much conflict, I got very ill in 2002 mm-hmm. and uh, lost everything. You know, it was a it was a neurological problem. Right. And at some point I was led in my life completely without any conscious sort of effort on my part. It was as though the, the soul just had to take over, which is I'm very grateful for because mm-hmm. it's still existent. Yeah. You know, it's still the motivating force. And that that somehow through a very long and I don't we need, don't need to get into but yeah. somehow I got here where yeah. I belong, um, and I trust that yeah now so much that that whole guiding force and impulse of the soul to mm-hmm. calibrate and get the the body yes. on, on track and in alignment with its own deepest desires mm-hmm. and I think dreaming is also is a, a function of the soul mm-hmm. is to kind of alert us to what's going on actually in uh, the deepest part of ourselves in mm-hmm. our lives. You mm-hmm. know. Dreams will alert you yes. to that more than... It, it's, yes, yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. I was ju- I've was. i just been reading the uh, uh, the memoir of Robert Johnson, who was... Oh, I a, love Robert Johnson, oh, Jungian guy. Jungian guy. Yeah. Oh my God, this memoir is really fabulous. And he calls it The Slender Threads. He mm. said that the slender threads are always guiding us. Yeah. And even when things sort of fall apart and you're, you know, y- you have these to-do lists, but you're not, feel, don't feel like you're gaining headway. There's all these slender threads that are, you know, connecting you with the next person and the next yeah, person. Yeah. And I love that idea because they are slender, but they are always there and dreams yeah. being and invisible. Invisible. Yeah. Yes. There's, exactly. there's a whole network going on. It. That's why, yeah. you know, we were talking about the collectives, you know, yes. and that Sonoma West County is a collective for me. I mean, when I was living in, in Southern California, yeah. there were pockets of collectives that you drive into or uh, into uh, Orange County, and mm-hmm. I would, I'd get tight. I'd feel yeah. it, you know. I could just yeah. jeep up. I could feel it, and and people uh, congregate according to their, you know, belief systems, according mm-hmm. to their, you know, what they love, what, you know, and and you can feel it. You yeah. can feel it, and and there's a wonderful collective here for me yes. in West yeah. County. I think that's very true. Well, and and it's it seems like over the past few years, I've known you probably since two thousand three or four, four something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, it seems in those years, I've watched you really uh, gain this prominence in the county, and everybody. <laughs> I, You're I'm, kidding! I'm not kidding. I'm prominent in the county. Prominent. I would have passed the edicts. A minor sir. celebrity in a minor subculture. <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I've struggled for that. <laughs> no, but I meant that that there's some way in which I see people taking you in as. This is one of our own, you know. This oh, is one of our lovely. spokeswomen and one of our true artists. So I love that. Yeah, thank I think you, I think that's really that. true. Yeah, and yeah. and certainly your music of late has been so much 
um, land-based. I mean, yeah. there's such so much the spirit and the the soul of this land, West Sonoma County. Yes. These hills, oh yeah, this quality of light, yeah, and everything else. Man, it's it's been. Um, you know, I have a little shack that I rent in the woods. Yeah. Every so often, I go between the two rooms of my shack and I go, "All this is mine <laughs> to rent. I did this." Anyway, I walk between the rooms, but I sit in this one room um, in the redwoods. I'm very lucky. I've got a lot of light coming yeah. in this one room and I just sit there and write like crazy mm. and I've been I've been so grateful you know for this yeah this whole thing yes. I'm grateful to my own soul for yeah. just kicking my butt apparently I needed to go through a very big crisis to get me to pay attention I am so against that yeah but it seems to happen yeah with just alarming regularity yeah it does and we're all the better for it at the yeah. end yeah you would prefer to have read about it yeah <laughs> but it doesn't take the way you know your own experience your body yes. has to go through it it's the yes, body right. that you have to drag along and that's right and which we will have to relinquish eventually to that process yeah. anyhow mm-hmm. and so you have to mm-hmm. you have to learn to let go yes and trust yeah well, would you uh, care to play us a song from from the land or from your your life here? Sure, I, I'm thinking. What would that be? Um, or, yeah, or just whatever occurs to you. Sure. To can I grab my coffee? Yes, no, you I can. Grab my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> grab my drug. You are listening to Cows. This is Dream Talk Radio. I'm your host, Anne Hill, and my guest today is Teresa Taduri, a fabulous singer songwriter. Which, if you haven't heard her already before, you will hear her now. You can also uh, find Teresa on the net at teresataduri.net. T e r e s a t u d u r y dot net and uh, later on we'll get into announcing any upcoming shows and so forth but for now for let's now see. this is let's see wish I had a taller this will work yeah I think it'll work we have floating, uh, floating. yeah these, that's good. these uh, this is uh, that's good creative miking creative miking everything about this studio is creative uh, you know, the engineers here are so good. They are so good, the engineers. Yeah, and we pay them top dollar <laughs> from Camp Meeker. We try and, we try and sober them up before they come okay, in. Okay, is that a contradiction in terms of top dollar from Camp Meeker? <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> Can you hear the guitar? I'm getting it. I'm thinking um, maybe a song that's very much like a dream. Great. Is uh, the song Riding Through mm. that I wrote for a boyfriend of mine named George Forrester. George and I were together for several years in the 90s, and then we broke up. Um, it was a devastating breakup yeah. for me and for him. We, don't, we never really were sure what happened. Mm-hmm. And then um, we got, we got uh, together again in the... Um, after my illness, not mm-hmm. as lovers, but as friends. He, yeah. he heard that I hadn't been well, and he started to call me and asked if he could call me, and he did every night for two years, kind wow. of kept me on the planet. And then he died. Mm. And um, I was, at the time, I had a little house in, oh, your house. I was renting oh, yeah. <laughs> your house <laughs> in Sebastopol. <laughs> and um, I had a visit from him. It was palpable. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it really it did feel for yeah. all the world like he had made a visit from the other side. So I wrote this song, it's called Riding Through. Mm. 
Here you go Riding through Yes, I've not seen the last of you Ride a horse nobody else can see Sing a song nobody hears but me I felt you come around last night It seemed you'd been in some awful fight You never could leave those demons alone I play my drum and try to sing you home I can hear you Through 
Yes, I've not seen the last of you. Beautiful, beautiful, Teresa. Thank you, Teresa Taduri, ladies and gentlemen. Riding. Usually, writing through, yeah. Usually, I'm I'm a lot more bluesy and kind of, but this is a very evocative yeah. kind of a dream yeah. song. Yeah, very dreamlike. You know, it just has that those wisps of the otherworldly yeah. uh, visits. Yep, yeah. which is what the artist does. Yes, the artist is. Um, Hopefully the artist, you know, in the old days when we were tribal, you know, and we maybe they say that the tribe consisted of what would normally be a, um, a wedding party, 150 mm. to 200 mm-hmm. people, right? So the artist now would be someone who would be sort of the holding down the shamanic. Yeah. The, because everybody else is beating the bushes. You got to get the bushes and get the right. berries and the right. food and you pull down the gazelles or whatever you're eating <laughs> that week and um that's a full-time job feeding yeah. caring for yeah. the children so every so often there's a sort of a designated hit by lightning guy yeah. who is the 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 shaman of the group it's yeah. not something that they would say is anything you can aspire to do particularly right you kind of have you kind of have to be born with this thing. yeah and i think a lot of writers painters sculptors they're they're born that there's something yeah. about the connecting situation in the brain anyway the shaman would go in and help the collective of the tribe mm-hmm. by getting the information you know it would go in and be open to that yeah you know and i think that's really what artists are about yeah. to kind of keep the culture clean by bringing up the repressed material that mm-hmm. no one wants to deal with you're too busy and you've got you right know. and the repressed material uh, always comes up in dreams that's the that's where you're you're doing your cleaning your your house cleaning your yeah you know right a, a lot of, and so a lot of the stuff that you don't want to look at in your social your daily life it's because it's their taboos for instance mm-hmm. nobody wants to talk about the fact that they'd like to boff their dad or something right or, or <laughs> you know even if he's already dead even if he's already dead you can't <laughs> there's taboos against this stuff but the unconscious the subconscious is dealing yeah. with these kind of tensions all the time and it and it pulls it up and brings it to your attention and and if you are receptive to what it's telling you if you don't repress it further yeah it releases energy yeah and and gives you energy to do very productive things yes you know repressed societies don't get a lot of, a lot of right. stuff done but energetic societies you know like the greeks the the catharsis of going to uh you know they'd go everybody would go to the uh, uh, to the amphitheater yes. and watch some poor guy go through the torments of you know like a, you know uh, what's his name oedipus or uh, uh, electra these very right. very deep archetypal ar- dramas dramas yeah. that, are, that are running through us it takes an artist to bring it mm-hmm. then the whole audience you, individually you don't have to go through that understanding that perhaps you'd like to make love to your daddy or mm-hmm. the boys like to make love to mom but this thing is released collectively right. and all this energy 
that would be used to repress is, you know, right. on a collective level is released and then you can do things like wear a nice, to- you know, make nice togas and things or beautiful, right. you know, beautiful architecture. You come up with concepts like democracy. Yeah, you can think, gee, they sure were messed up back in the day. Yeah. Good thing, good thing, you know, yeah. I just have my little toga business. I can get right back to work. But right back man, to work. those other people, those other people were screwed, really disturbed. Man. Yeah, really disturbed. Not me. <laughs> oh, I feel good today. For some reason. Somehow it just takes the pressure off. Yeah, yeah. It's that's so interesting you're mentioning that. I was talking last week with a friend of mine, Stephen Herman, who's a Jungian psychotherapist, mm. and he was talking about the shaman poet archetype. Mm. Similar thing, the shaman poet being the person, but he was kind of coming at it from a slightly different angle. Like mm. the shaman poet, yeah, is the one who brings all this stuff out, but and the purpose is to draw something out of the listener. Absolutely. Or the student. Yeah. So can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. that that's well, that is catharsis too. That's a yeah. that's a part of catharsis, which is the identification. Yeah, and then and then one is not so alone. You know, the the most the, I think most people feel individually. So many of us feel alienated and alone. Yeah, and in and especially in our own processes, you think, oh, nobody else feels this way. I nobody else knows it. And you know, it's a, it's astonishing how art will 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 reach to the lonely, isolated sense that people yes. have and pull pull you into into yeah. into community. Yeah, nothing nothing does it like like music too yeah. for me, uh, because it just goes past all the barriers right. you know, and goes right to the heart and right. to the soul. Um, but for instance, look at look at Bob Dylan. Yeah. I mean, he was God's own flugelhorn there for a moment. <laughs> you know, in the '60s when he just got everybody up and it really galvanized the whole. Do you think God uh, flugelhorn was that a bad choice? <laughs> No, it's just the one that came to mind for some reason. It's a good, actually it really suits him. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, he was that. He was he, he was like he was the voice for that generation. For those few years, he got us out of Vietnam. I mean, yeah. he really got everybody together. So the isolation of the frustration, you know, of each each person feeling, oh, there's nothing I can do. You right. Know? But that music could have brought us anyway. So. Yeah. You know, I have a theory about this, and 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 I'd love to get your take on it. Uh, my thing is about the music that endures. Yes. Bob Dylan. We are always going to be listening to "Tangled Up in Blue" and yeah. everything else that he wrote. Now, who remembers Phil Oakes? Right, Phil Oakes was a very talented songwriter. Yeah. But I actually he had, worked with Phil Oakes. Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. I did a show with him. At Why Bassar am I not surprised? College. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, years ago. You know, I mean, really. Uh, he was depressed. He, well, yeah. and, and but the topical song. Yeah. You know, the rhetorical topical song does not survive, mm-hmm. and the beautiful one does. Yes. And yet. Uh, and yet the topical one is the one you would think would be stimulating the people more to do what whatever it is or to see whatever yeah. it is you want them to see. Right. Yet the, it's the evocative one. It's the poetic. Yes. Uh, a little bit uh, on the slant. Yes, you know. I totally agree with you. It's like the specific is not quite so gripping yeah. as the as the evocative. I agree. Yeah. There's a there's a, and the eternal. Right. There's something you want. There's something about the eternality of. Um, a symbol that you, you use that doesn't speak specifically to that moment, but yeah. will carry on. You know, for it speaks to all moments or the whole condition of mankind right. that we've always experienced. You know, it's funny too because at the same time, what's seemingly the most personal, which is often the thing that that you will find more people identify with. Yeah. For instance, I wrote a song years ago called 
Terry wrote this, and mm-hmm. it's about, it was written really, it was like a dream the way it unfolded. Yeah. It just came out. Mm. It was an inner child song. She wrote it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sat down and kaboomy, it was done like wow. that. And there was a line in it where she talks about wanting to kill her parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, mm-hmm. just, 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 she wishes they die. Yeah. And, but then she feels really guilty and bad about it. Right. You know, well, I was never going to sing this song uh-huh. in public. And I took a, um, I took a, uh, a friend of mine and sat her down and played it for her. I don't know why. She asked me what I've been working on. It's a very pretty song. She, yeah. A little girl says she wants to s- sail the sky like a mm. sailor in oh, the sky. Oh, yeah. I, Fish yeah. the sky for stars yes. And, yes. and be a sailor in the sky and God will love her and mm-hmm. be her friend. It's a, it's a sweet song. But the, 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 song, the, the part where she talks about she wishes her parents would die. Yeah. Um, that was so specific and mm-hmm. so that I felt I could never play that in public. Yeah. Well, I started to play it in public. I took it. it was a huge leap of faith, and my heart was pounding mm-hmm. out of my chest when I did it. And uh, it became the most requested song I did. Wow. It, it <laughs> so many people wish their parents would go well. away <laughs> when they were children. But yeah. a lot of us were raised in dysfunctional homes, alcoholic homes, mm-hmm. you know, where there's a lot of... And I was shocked at yeah. how people related to that yeah. would cry, would come yeah. up to me afterwards and thank me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things that is such a uh, deep, like a, a, one of our animal urges. I mean, it's really something from the shadow, from the unconscious, mm-hmm. that we have all these layers of uh, training and societal yeah. in- inhibitions and behaviors and so forth that we just rarely get a glimpse of what you know. I mean, that's 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 a pretty primal, very primal. And yeah. then you give people permission. Yeah, that's that's what we talk about: right. the identification, the right. catharsis, and the release. Exactly. And if somebody's brave enough to to say something like that from a stage, yeah, it really liberates other people. It yes, liberates. I think that's true. People I think that's true. To help deal with things. Yes. It's I really have a lot of faith and respect for the artistic function apart from the commercial uh-huh. sieve that everybody's mm-hmm. been taught to be pushed yeah, through. Right. Um it doesn't that that keeps us stymied and yeah. cookie cutter and continuing to same regurgitate the same old mm-hmm. stuff and it doesn't serve us. Yeah, I don't get the sense that Terry wrote this would be a hit on, say, American Idol. <laughs> I don't, somehow that just, I can see Randy Jackson, well, it's a little pitchy, but. It's uh, a little pitchy. <laughs> you gotta, you know, you gotta dance with me more when what you the heck would they, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a, to, it's a different paradigm. Yeah. It's a complete, the art, the artistic yeah. from the commercial. Yeah, yeah. Would you play us another one? Sheesh. Either that or something else and tell us something about yeah, well, I could play, um, you know, this this song is getting a lot of, uh, for some reason, it, well, you'll hear it, it's called Put Mrs. G- Put the Mrs. God song. Oh, I love that song. You do, okay. I wrote this uh, sitting up in my cabin, my landlady's cabin. I have my landlady's dog here. She's gone to Spain, my landlady. It's your cabin and dog until she returns. <laughs> until she returns with my rent money. Yes, yeah, right. Anyway, um. And uh, just thinking about the old patriarchal God and yeah. how, how, as a woman, how tired I am of the, just the whole, you know, I look at, I'm, I know this sounds like sour grapes, but I just, I get so tired yes. of, I get everything, the narcissism yeah. and the, the entitlement and, and that we women are allowing, you know, the wholesale mm-hmm. destruction of the planet. And 
and that there's a seemingly there's a seeming endorsement from on high that's uh-huh. in in our Old Testament. Right. And, God's you know, on our side. God, God needs us to whack these people. Yeah. God needs us to drill. God right. needs us, you know. So at any rate, this is just kind of, and I love, I love men. You know, I'm not saying I don't. You but know, when they get to the deity, it, it's a little bit more they're, yeah, they're, problematic. They're God. We're not. I, I get a little upset. <laughs> by the so at any rate, when okay. God creates a woman out of a, out of a man's rib, I, yeah. I just think well, there's your relationship problem right there. Right what there. would Dr. Laura say? <laughs> Dr. Laura. <laughs> she would be all for it. Oh, man. Thank God she's off the radio. Uh, you are listening to Dream Talk Radio. This is Teresa Taduri with what it, the title is. Uh, the Phone Call. The Phone Call. La, 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 la. All the Bible says for certain That you are in fact a man And I'd say you've got great taste for a guy You've made mountains and rivers And the luscious scent of roses And I just love what you've done with a sky it appears you've too much time on your hands For you're creating many things that we don't need Like pestilence and warfare And a lot of bad diseases And a whole bunch of people we can't feed I've been trying to call you almost daily do not make me come to your home. I am sis, believe me, if you want to relieve me, then put Mrs. God on the phone. Put Mrs. God on the phone. We all know men in our lives without the benefit of wives who've pulled some crazy crap completely on their own. But a fellow of your stature could never be a bachelor, so come on, Mrs. God on the phone. I'd examine all the scriptures with their tenants and their strictures, and I wonder who died and made you born. Hard to contain the damage when you nail your best employees to a cross. She must be right up to her eyeball, trying to maintain some order at home. And there are no friends with which to hobnob when you're married to a whack job. So sacrifice these bloody battles just aren't nice a woman would create a friendlier tone and with 
your twisted little point of view of who begat and who slew who just put Mrs. God on the farm. Who knows? She might have some really good ideas. Aren't you tired of hoisting the universe along? I'm washed up as a believer, so just pass the receiver and put Mrs. God on the phone. Put Mrs. God on the phone. Oh my God! Mm, terrifying. <laughs> who died and made you bomb? <laughs> no, it's more like who did you kill in some epic battle that we just saw in the, yeah. the amphitheater? Yes, you look just like what's his name, Kirk Douglas. Or whatever. <laughs> oh God, oh, that is hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> so you know that brings up another thing, which is humor. 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 And not only that, but just how how great songs great art totally switch things around i mean that's just yeah. that line like who died and made you the boss i mean <laughs> telling that to a supreme being is just like it's hilarious because it totally it 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 makes them human yeah it's one with one line you can completely switch people's yes. perspective thank you yeah <laughs> i think so too i i don't know what brought, what led me to write that uh-huh. or and i was a little scared that i would be uh, struck down by lightning <laughs> When I performed it, but and I was also nervous about because it kind of trans, tra- you know, it goes across the Christian lines of sure the you know with the crucifixion and all this, which to me yes. is just the most hideous. Yeah, uh, I could imagine what it must have been like for Native peoples to watch these people come in with a guy on a yeah. cross. You know, I mean, how horrifying yeah. that that would be used as a symbol of some kind of spiritual. It's just horrifying. Yeah. but we're so used to it, you know, that we don't really. Um, yeah, the humor is a great way to, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm always I never had a problem playing that song. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I keep expecting yeah. I'm going to offend somebody, yeah. but uh, it, it seems to be okay. Well, you have this way of adopting <laughs> a character, mm-hmm. which adds to the humor of it, mm-hmm. and I think it's disarming enough that there's there's a whole package there. I mean, yeah. the humor becomes diffused yes. between the message and the words you're using and this hilarious persona. Yes. So that's a very a great technique. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and the thing is, too... That I should write liner notes. So. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, the other thing about it is, too, it's a relief. Yeah. It's a relief. I become like a scapegoat. Uh-huh. I right. become the one who will, will carry that... Uh, right. the, the the responsibility of saying such a horrible thing to the deity. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell are you doing? Right. But everybody feels that way. Yeah. I mean, everybody at some point, amongst everybody, looks around the earth and the world and says, what the heck is going on? If mm-hmm. there's a loving God somewhere, why why is this happening? And, or, you know, it feels like punishment. Yeah. You know, this is the hard time planet. Yes, yes, indeedy. Big lessons here. And yeah. we're all powerless. We watch children starving and horrible things every day. And you just can't, you, you, there's no way for a mind to make sense of any of yeah. that. And if there is a God, well, how's that making sense of it? Yeah. You know, so I don't think I'm alone in my confusion. As it reminds me of a dream I had uh, probably about 10 years ago, I was in the Delta, the San Sacramento Delta, with uh-huh. a friend of mine. And we were looking over this wetlands, and there was this clear plastic disc like 
right on top of the, the land for as far as we could see this round. It was like a big, enormous contact lens. It was like, you know, <laughs> Mr. God dropped his contact lens yeah, yeah. and it was suffocating the delta. Ooh. And we were, we were pulling up the edge of it and it was just way too, too heavy. heavy. And the, the one thing that I said in the dream is uh, the, the only way to lift this is with humor. Like the only way to lighten that up. Wow. What a great insight. You know, because yeah. it, that's to lightening our own yes. souls about it. Yes. Lightening our own souls on every level. is the, yeah. And it's an individual job. That's yeah. the thing. We get the hundredth monkey, then everybody yeah. will, you know, hopefully get on board if yeah. it's not too late. But of course, Jung was very, Jung, who we both right. love and appreciate his work, was very pessimistic mm-hmm. about the collective. Yes. You know, that we were being driven off the cliff by right. our own fears and yeah. inability to to uh, face ourselves mm-hmm. and our own darkest mm-hmm. impulses, which is the, the dark, the shadow side. Yeah. Well, you know, the integrating your shadow is so important mm-hmm. because uh, if you don't, then you tend to project onto others your own negativity, your dark, you yes, know, indeedy. whatever. And then, then you have endless war. Yeah, it's always them, right? And then yeah. you get a skillful politician who comes in and says, "It's them. Let's go after them. Give me your money so we can go yeah. after them, or your rights, or whatever." Yeah. yeah, they know how to exploit that fear. Yeah, they sure do. Well, this brings me to another question I wanted to ask you, which is, where do your uh, where do your songs come from? You know, you were talking about the one about George that just was, he was this wisp or yeah. this this, yeah. this presence in the room. And some of them, I imagine, do you start with lyrics first, music first? Mostly it's music first. Yeah. To me, the music is very pure, and it mm-hmm. just sort of is, it, it it starts to show me the direction that the song should take. Yeah. You know, and when I can match it, when I start to match it, for me, there's only one answer to the song that's coming through. Oh. And until I find it, I can't rest. Yeah. So I just keep working and working until I get, I find the match. Hmm. This is this is, and then it, something in me goes, "That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about." Mm-hmm. Many times I've written songs that I didn't want to write. I remember one time I was singing this really great melody was starting to come through, and I thought, "Oh, that's so sexy! Mm-hmm. I really want to get into that." You know, like and write some kind of bluesy, sexy mm-hmm. thing. And all of a sudden, these very, very, um, very, well, I guess at the time what I would have considered spiritual lyrics mm-hmm. about believing in something that mm-hmm. was. Uh, started to come through and I, I was disappointed. I thought, yeah. oh Christ, I don't want to write this. This right. seems sappy to me. You know? right. And the voice, and I said, why am I writing this when I want to write? To-? And the voice said, because it's needed. Ah. I just said, because it's needed. And then all of a sudden I surrendered and it's a, right. it's a beautiful right. song. Right. You know, I had to surrender my own egoic involvement. And that's, I think, one of the things that's very important for me as a writer is I just surrender. Yeah. I surrender that if I start to get a, a song coming through at three in the morning, I get up, I go mm-hmm. down and I start to write. If um, and I've su- and I've also because I had such an ego killing experience when I went through my illness because I lost everything yeah. and I didn't know who I was for a couple of years and I just had a struggle, struggle. Never dreamed I'd be able to play again. Yeah. It it became incumbent upon me to get out of the way completely mm-hmm. as m- the best I can, and I do that on stage too. I just try and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And and Teresa Taduri, she's a hoot. She's fine. Whatever. It's just the vehicle for whatever's coming through yeah. that I, I try to surrender to that. Yeah, I think that's tremendously important to say. I mean, I, I really the the measure of an artist is how much they can he or she can do that. Mm. Don't you think? I mean, it's really you write the song that you have to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't even and 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 it doesn't even matter if it's the bl- it 
yeah. whatever genre of music yeah. even the song comes through it tells me what it needs right. I mean, this has got to be a jazz song it's right. going to be blues it's going to be country western mm-hmm. I've written country western songs <laughs> and I'm really you know, I mean blimey <laughs> I was not expecting to do that yeah <laughs> I love my 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 uh, country western too yeah so do you have do you have any dream uh, dreams that that a song comes out of? I mean, is that or is it a little bit more often? Oh, okay. often I have gone to bed, um, and sleep and I'm sleeping and dreaming and I, I'll hear music mm. in my dreams, and um, I'll be singing and writing a song in my dreams. Very often that's mm. happened, and I'm not sure that I ever translated yeah. them directly, but I think probably the genesis of most of my work is comes from exactly the same place that dreams come from. Yeah. There's a surrender at the at that place of consciousness between this the perceived reality of the three-dimensional mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. and that that uh, ephemeral yeah. you know uh, unconscious world that you know, you're just always drawing on that you're pressed right up against that that um what is it? It's not it's a like a, it's like like a, a membrane. Yeah, it's like a membrane yeah. exactly, yeah. and it's dangerous too. Because yeah. oh, I've yeah. been so many years of doing that, I had a complete, you know, right. You can have a bleed through where you right. can't control, and that right. happened to me. <laughs> oh, sir, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> where the where my dark side really came through mm-hmm. and just completely mm-hmm. inhabited mm-hmm. my reality. Yeah, I have experienced that. I'm like yeah. I'm like a perpetual Persephone man. I'm going well. to hell and back all the time. Well. But that I come back with right with work. the gold yeah with the gold yeah yeah I'm yep. really surprised I survived the 2002 uh, stroke I had whatever yeah. you call that yeah so so now I feel like I'm living on right a- extra time extra and time right yeah you and I love life ah that's great you know I mean yeah. I love being here yeah. The, you know, in in West County yeah. and having a body, even though it's hurt, my body yeah. hurts a lot from yeah. stuff. I still there's some there's a decision that I made mm-hmm. at some point to be grateful, mm-hmm. and that's coming through too. Well, gratitude does amazing things. Yeah, keep us going, keep us hooked into life supports from all different areas. Yeah. In the universe, right, and and yeah. they and something picks that up in yeah. you. If you're gra- grateful, something right wants to help you along. That's right, because you're seeing the mystery and the beauty of life. Mm-hmm. We're lucky to live here. Of course, that helps. We sure are. You know, to be surrounded by such incredible. So that at times when I'm driving around here, it's like the yeah. dream life and the and the reality life. Yeah. Well, how do you? Well, I know, and I've had some dreams, uh, several dreams of this land, of yes. different places on different roads or different hillsides. And every time I walk them, it's like the dream is sort of this overlay, you know, that I can. I'm sort of walking through. Uh, I'm, I'm walking in two worlds at once. Yes, exactly. You, you have that, that too. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And and I think well, I'm living a dream. Yeah. I'm, li- I'm living the dream that I. And I, that I'm grateful yes, to. Yes. This is the reality that yes. I, I'm so grateful to be in. And I think those moments are just, I mean, I, I don't know if I would ascribe any deep meaning to them other mm. than reminders to listen. Yeah. Like, right. This isn't just what I see with my two eyes that focus more or less. You know? yeah. it's, there's something different here also. Yes. Uh. There's a huge, you see, our little consciousness, our little point of, of consciousness when we are so identified with the body or with the self of you know Anne or Teresa, mm-hmm. you know, 
it's limited. Yeah. And and you get tired of it. You get yeah. tired after a while. I get tired of my own little story. Yeah. You know, like what I went through as a child or, or you know, who did who to what to right. me and all right. this. Right. At right. some point, you want to graduate from that right. as being your focal point. And I think it's it comes with age. Mm-hmm. It comes with enough disappointment and yeah. trying to get something from life that, that it can't give you. Mm-hmm. Um to try and redress the imbalances of childhood. I think most people spend their whole life building a persona that will go out into the world and get them what they think they need. Mm -hmm. I was the same. Mm -hmm. And at some point that persona gets, has to bust. It gets broken in a healthy person. I think it gets broken if you're lucky. Right. And it usually takes a crisis to do it, but it cracks open within you the sense of the world it's you know there's a the mystery gets to flood through yeah, hopefully that right. you're just a little piece of whatever floating on a giant yeah. ocean of consciousness and then you want to in my experience i just want to increase my yeah. my awareness of the vast mystery right. of it all and be plugged into it and and work with it mm-hmm. work with whatever it is that makes trees right or makes f- fruit every season come right. forth for an right. unknown reason and yeah i want to work with that yeah and i think dreams help you dreams help you to to remember your own mysterious beginnings and, mm-hmm. and absolutely path. absolutely and yes and uh, keep you plugged in and hopefully in the mix somewhere you're able to make enough money to go out to eat occasionally <laughs> uh, pay your I landlady know. so she can take jaunts junkets to Spain yeah, right and so on forth. well you know there you go there's a there's a give unto Caesar you know you gotta do both that's you the, gotta that's the big balance that's the big act. balancing yeah. act yeah. Yeah, yeah you're listening to Dream Talk Radio I'm Anne Hill and I'm speaking with Teresa Taduri singer songwriter extraordinaire from Ooh, here lady. in Sonoma County you can find more uh, out about Teresa at her website teresataduri.net and also you have not one not two but three amazing cds oh thank you and people can find those at at cd baby uh, or they can order from me okay. they can go right to my website and there's, oh, great. there's a contact information you just write to me and i'll send you this cd i have um a CD that I'm so proud of now, which is called um, Such Fine Things. Yes. And that I did, I recorded here, and there's a uh, number mm-hmm. of the songs I've written since I've just started writing Yeah, them. yeah. I'm very happy with Charlie Musselwhite is on. Oh, yeah. He's playing. Uh, and Kenny Edwards, who just passed away oh, yesterday. Oh, he did. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he, he's on... Uh, he produced one of the songs called Our Lady, uh, and yeah. uh, I, I adored Kenny. Yes. I, was I remember you, you dedicated... Oh, and I should mention, too, your show... Yes. Uh, uh, live Tuesday from the night. double wide Tuesday, live from the double wide yeah 8 to 10 p.m. here on cows <laughs> yeah <laughs> widely distributed people, people are but you know people are you know what I do is I go on Facebook while I'm online here and I uh-huh. let people know and then yeah. I get I get hits while I'm oh that's so great yeah uh, what so a great smart. thing yeah, yeah. yeah so people come on and listen yeah. and I play the music of my m- friends who are singer-songwriters some of yeah. them very famous and some of them not so right. well known who deserve a better right. greater audience so great absolutely and Kenny was one of the best yeah. yeah so it's devastating he died yesterday at 5.30 and uh, oh gosh we adored him I mean yes. so many people love him and oh. know him so well, I dreamt about him did you yeah I dreamt yeah. and I woke up just sobbing and it was an interesting thing as I was thinking about that because I don't want to know how much I'm going to miss him yeah but my unconscious knows and did it for me yeah and let me know today that I truly loved Kenny yeah and um 
that's what dreams do. That's they, right. They, you know, they they organize. It organizes the everything. Everything. Yep. <laughs> yes, indeed. And if you listen, it won't let you that's off the right. hook. You got to face stuff. That's right. But they also reward honest effort. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I recently dreamed about my mother and my oh, sister, really? and and um, that was intense. Mm. Uh, my mom uh, is 90, will be 90, and we're estranged. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're so estranged as, as much as I'm, I finally, you know, I've, I'm kind of exhausted yeah. from, and in the dream, my sister was wearing my mother's clothes. You mm. know, she was wearing these clothes that my mom used to wear in the 70s, these very fl- yeah. colorful sort of moo-mooed yeah. things, you know. Yeah. And, and, um. I could see that my sister was taking on the persona of my mother, and my mother was receding. Don't do it. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) But the dream made it very clear to me what was going on and what what I was about as well in this dream, like nothing else could have. It was very, very precise. Uh And I could see my own own, uh, progress uh, in autonomy Mm -hmm. and waking up from an old complex and challenge that you know, I was no longer unconscious. Mm-hmm. That you know, I could see very yeah. clearly what was going on, and that dream was very helpful. Oh, good. Well, may it be so. Yeah. Those are always. I find that dreams about my family. I have uh, this way that I, I I get just real time information. Yeah. And I I'm, I've learned over the years that it's pretty much a hundred percent reliable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Even over long distances, even without yeah. having talked or interfaced with the people, I really do get a sense of where our relationship is and where they are at. Yeah. So it was very succinct in this dream. Yeah. And also, um, my grandmother uh, came to me before she died yeah. in a dream and to say goodbye. Uh-huh. And, and it's interesting, but the, we're plugged in in so many ways that is so far beyond yeah. the little bit of consciousness we use during the day yes. to get through our business and all those other mm-hmm. things. I mean, we just, as a, those invisible ties. Mm-hmm. Slender threads. threads. Yeah. Yes, indeedy. Would you like to sing one more song? Sure. We've got some time left. Do you have anything in mind that you'd like to hear? Nope. All right. Something with words. Something with words and music. <laughs> Don't do any of your Gershwin, you know, <laughs> remixes. Yeah, remixes. We'll have no American in Paris going on here. Um, I'd like to sing one of my country western songs. Oh, great. This is If God Were a Cowgirl. Excellent. And you meet, you meet up with her. <laughs> it's kind of silly, but... I've found this sort of cowgirl voice while I've been living in Sonoma. I don't know why. (laughs) Welcome home from the trekkie. Kick off the dust from your boots and your pants. Come on in. And relax by your fireside bride You'll have a bunk in a real bed tonight Put that old pony up Bucket of oats and a full bale of hay There's a star where she can lay what a good old friend she's been 
kiss her good night. Come on in. We'll have barbecue and macaroni. Don't think about leaving soon. Like you were born, <laughs> born to wrestled cows. Yeah, born to wrestle cows. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, yeah. So where did this this country voice come from? When when did this sort of start coming through? It came through a couple of years ago. I was asked by a friend of mine, a well friend. He was a, sort of a business partner, quasi, mm-hmm. to to write a character uh, and push my experiences and my illness through the sieve of that. Mm-hmm. that perspective through a character that I could, you know, step away from. Yeah. And and I did. I wrote this this cowgirl named Terry T. Mm-hmm. She had been around since nineteen ninety five, I think, a friend of mine had said, You should you should do a a cowgirl. And sure enough, uh once I I so I we called me Terry T as a as a nickname for fun between me and this friend. Mm-hmm. But when he, this guy in two thousand and five or six or whatever seven suggested I write I did the whole show and I wrote the whole I wrote her music I wrote her backstory yeah. and then I presented it and I yeah. was it was a ridiculous fabulous fun yeah. thing and I had a backup band the Flaming uh. Caballeros <laughs> and Terry T was such a hoot um, and so that and that actually did it was a great device yeah you know to to um, make a character and then push my experience through that it was very yeah. funny and it, it helped me to integrate yeah uh my life between the the pre-sickness and after right right and it was really a fun vehicle for me wonderful yeah i, I may bring her back 
I would do her in oh, a limited yeah. way, you know, just yeah. for fun once yeah. in a while. Well, what a great device to have a sort of a narrative bridge yeah, yeah. over this whole shifting, yeah. you know, terrain that we go through in our lives. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It really yeah. helped me because, and, and I had, unfortunately, I had difficulty with him as a right. business partner. And so I, 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 I had to leave any con- right. connection with that guy. But he, it did bring Terry T. In, yeah. And so... And I've been writing a lot of Western music now, mm. some very serious, yeah. uh, and blues, and you know how I am. Yeah. It's just yep. whatever the song requires. Whatever the song requires. Well, yeah. that is what, uh, that's what I love about your music, because mm. it just goes all over, but it's all just really, uh, you know, there's there's presence there, yeah. no matter what, yeah, yeah, no matter what like form or genre. <laughs> So are you are you performing these days? I am. I, I, I am. I'm supposed to be. I should be performing more because the you know the rent needs to be paid, and I'm such a bad person at, at booking myself. Ah. but I do. I'm going down to Los Angeles. I've been getting offers to come down. Oh, great! You hear that, Universe? Uh, one of the slender threads needs to be a booking agent for our friend. Thank Teresa. you. Yeah, I do have an agent in L.A. Uh, who's looking, but you know, I just would like to be based out of here. Yeah. more, and so. I'm I'm looking for something up here, uh-huh. and um, and I will be doing some some house concerts. Yeah, and uh, and I'll have a big show in the spring of next year at the Petaluma Center for the Arts, oh, and great. that that was really well attended last yes. this year, and it was a big deal. So, um, just if people will go to my website, yeah. I I'm, I keep up my my yes. schedule on the website, and you can see where I'm going to be performing. Well, next. and you did a whole tour, a Northwest tour. Yeah, that's coming up against Seattle, uh-huh. up in Oregon yeah, too. I have yeah. to be doing. I'm, exploring markets as they say you know what it could be and back east i have a nice oh look pears in season (laughs) there yeah i'm going to seattle fuji apples fuji apples are in washington so i'll be there (laughs) so and then i'm going out i'll go probably east coast and next year i'd like to do a european a quick little you know spain france and italy because i have friends living there and i thought well I'll just go stay with them. Excellent. <laughs> I Excellent. Yeah. That sounds great. Our Teresa Tadori, right Thank here you, in Anne Sonoma Hill. County, Our ladies Anne and Hill. <laughs> right here. And you're blogging, by the way, on the Huffington um, Post. The Huffington Post. Very proud of you. And you have a book out. Book out. Yeah. All sorts of things. You're kicking butt here, girl. So I tell you. Well, that's how I get my exercise. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I'm it's so proud of you. you we know, you... could write a book, The Workout Routine. <laughs> yeah, The Workout, you know. <laughs> kicking butt. Kicking butt. <laughs> <laughs> Other papers, but <laughs> oh, it's been so great to have you on the show. Thank Teresa. you, my great pleasure. We have been talking with Teresa Taduri this morning on Dream Talk Radio. You can hear more of Teresa's uh, wonderful humor and great music on her show, Live from the Double Wide. Live from the Double Wide, streaming on Cows K O W S dot FM every Tuesday, eight to ten p.m. Pacific time. Right, and you can find her on the web at TeresaTaduri dot net. And um, and you can find me at Negri's dancing a lot. At Negri's dancing a lot. Yeah, when oh. Nick Gravenitis plays. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta oh, go man. see him next time he's around. Oh my God, I that's know. the funnest thing I'm in the world. I'm telling you, if you've we never could... been there, gang. Yeah, legends. definitely. Let's put a plug in for that. Yeah. That's some great blues. That wraps up another Dream Talk Radio podcast. I'm Ann Hill, and you can find my past shows at dreamtalkradio.net and on iTunes. Be sure and join the Dream Talk Radio Facebook page or follow me on Twitter at Ann Hill to get announcements about future shows. Thanks for listening.